Hey Radio Nonsense listeners, if your grotty bleaters, sorry, grown-ups, want to help support this podcast, then they can sign you up to the Linda Edition via Apple Podcasts or Acast Plus. The Linda Edition is a version of this very show where adverts appear as often as Linda does, which is never. Yes, including this annoying advert at the beginning. You'll also get the podcast a whole day earlier than everyone else, and you never know, if enough people sign up, there might be bonus content too. Get those grotty bleaters to hit the button on Apple Podcasts, or find the confusing link in the podcast blurb to do it on Acast+. Plus. Linda? You hear that, Linda? You have your own edition of the show, Linda? You are listening to... Comedy Club for Kids presents... Hi, my phone is Scottish. I have a dog called Snoopy. He's not real because he is a toad. Bye! Thank you, Beatrix, for that intro. Um, How do you know if your phone is Scottish? Or from anywhere else, I guess. Does it ring differently? Like, does a Scottish phone go, rang, rang? If your phone is French, does it go son son? My phone is always on silent, so how do I know where it's from? Why are dogs not real if they're toads? Are toads not real? Are they just miserable frogs? Wow, so many questions and frankly so few answers from that intro, but I'm pretty sure I know some dogs who are actually toads, so let me just send them a message on my Scottish phone. Yeah, my phone's on silent, remember, so it's not going to do anything funny. <laughs> I know that's really boring for you listeners, but it is very professional. I'm on silent, shit you! OK, maybe I was wrong. Anyway, um, that's a message to the official order of Toad Dogs sent, and hopefully they will get back to me. Um, and now, hello, and welcome to Radio Nonsense, the official comedy club for kids podcast that's suitable for all ages from... ..to... And everything in between. I'm Tiernan, and while I wait for a message from the dog toads, or toad dogs... No, wait, hang on. Toad dogs might be dogs that have been towed away for sitting in the wrong spot. Or weird dogs with human toes instead of paws, which would be horrible. So, imaginary dog toads it is. Uh, While I wait for their reply, what I do have is six million messages from all of you. Or maybe, like, a couple. So, letter-chucking robot, go for it. Here's your stupid letters. Ow! Can I program you to be less angry when you throw them? Is that something that you have in your robot settings? No. Oh, well. First up, thank you very much to Crazy Ghost Girl in the United Kingdom for this review on Apple Podcasts. Love this podcast. As the title says, I love this podcast so much and I am very excited for the next episode to come every day because it is so funny. Well, thank you so much, Crazy Ghost Girl. And also, I am so pleased that ghosts also listen to this show. Because it's very hard to know if ghosts are enjoying anything. As they always either go, boo, um, or they make sort of ghostly groans like, which is the noise I make if I really hate something, or I eat a terrible sandwich, or I'm not feeling very well. So it's really nice to know that even if they're making that noise, those ghosts are still fans. So thank you so much. Right, next up. Ow, right in my ear, honestly. Okay, um, then we have a, oh, uh, a legal summons. Oh dear, I've never been sent a legal summons before. Um, Let me just read this. 
Dear Radio Nonsense, we write to inform you that we must take legal action against your special guest, Jacob C. Crackers, in relation to your Christmas nonsense episode. Uh, for any listeners, if you didn't hear the episode just before Christmas, that's who our special guest was. And he was like the um, special Christmas legal expert who helps uh, Father Christmas and the elves. Um, anyway, the, the letter goes on to say, uh, Mr. Crackers did, with Melissa For- Florathort, whoever she is, but apparently we have to say her name, assert that camels doth storeth yon water in thus this there is as his humps. That is a grave offence to our client, the Comedy Club for Camels, who points out that they do not store water in their humps. They don't even like water. Blur. Why do you think they live in the desert, silly sausages? Camels store fatty fat fat in their humpies and we will not tolerate those saying unthuslessly. Yours trumpingly, J and M Legalings, Wildlife Lawyers. Wow. Uh, wow. I've never had a letter sent quite like that uh, to, to the podcast before. Um, I suppose I'm quite pleased that this isn't about me. Uh, it's actually uh, for, for Jacob Crackers, who, as I understand from our Christmas episode, is very, very rich and can probably deal with this himself. So um, I, I didn't know that about camels. I, I'd better send this straight to Jacob Crackers by air whale. It's even quicker than air mail. <laughs> There you go. Even quicker than airmail, that is. Um, but Comedy Club for Camels, well, no wonder they get the hump about things like that. I'm guessing they don't even have shows or podcasts very often, just very long dry spells and they have one really big podcast. I'm not sure I like the sound of that. Well, I suppose that's Jacob Cracker's problem now. Um, don't forget, if you have anything you want to send in at all, whether it's a legal summons or just a question that you need to have answered or anything else at all, then please get your wafting blockheads. I'm sorry, grown-ups. To help you email me at podcast at comedyclubforkids.co.uk. If you'd like to leave a review, then get them to help you do that on Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music, or leave a message on the Spotify Q&A, and then ask those same grown-ups very nicely to subscribe you to the advert-free Linda edition of the show too. It's just like this version, but it has no adverts. You get the show a day earlier than everyone else, and you help support me afford to buy new letter-chucking robots, hopefully one that is a bit less violent. Uh, please also check out the comedyclubforkids.co.uk website, where you can find all the details of our live shows and links to our shop with our T-shirts in. OK, um, I guess I don't have to deal with angry camels myself. Phew. So while I sit here and wait for imaginary dog toes to reply, you all listen to this most important to spit. Returning to Radio Nonsense once again, it's Izzy Lawrence, a.k.a. Izzy, Izzy, yes, she is, a.k.a. Izwina Law, who's been known to get stuck in a revolving door, or as all our robot listeners know you, beep boop, beep boop, beep boop, beep boop, beep boop, zero one. And, of course, Izzy, who is most famous for inventing edible scaffolding made of baguettes, for once sneezing so hard it knocked the moon out of orbit for three days, and, of course, for your incredible seaside estate agent business helping hermit crabs to find new homes. Um, Izzy, I'm so pleased you're back on the show. How are you? I'm very good. Thanks for having me. To be honest, the hermit crab stuff's very easy because you can just put anything down and they all queue up. It's great. It's the easiest job in the world. They love new houses. Wait, you can put any like anything down. Anything with a hole in it. Anything with a hole in it. That's the thing. The thing is, what you want to do is you want to start off with a big one. Right. So you get something big with a hole in it. Not like a bagel. Not like a donut. That'll right. fall apart in the sea. Don't be silly. But you could get something like, I don't know, a bucket, but make it snazzy. Maybe like an old bucket that had glitter in it once. You know, give it a rinse That's out. Nice. Put it on the beach. 
big old hermit crab will come out the beach going, oh, that's got more space in it. I'll curl up in this bucket. And it will leave like the, the thing that it was in, which would have been, you know, if it was a natural one, it would have been a shell. But actually, it could have been a shoe, couldn't it? It could have been anything that's got a hole in it. And then it will leave the shoe and then another Kermit crab will take off its crisp packet. Not a crisp packet. That's a bad example. They're a bit flimsy. <laughs> Look, I have much yeah, protection with a crisp if, packet. If there's a Hermit crab that really loves the smell of crisps, I mean, I don't, you Who know, doesn't? I feel like maybe it's a way forward. And I mean, ultimately, yeah, if you have like tomato flavoured crisps, put Hermit crab in, you get that and you smell that tomato flavoured crisp packet when it's empty. It smells exactly like prawn cocktail. Fun fact. Wow. Yeah. That's, is that how prawn cocktail crisps are made? Do they get tomato so. ketchup crisps, get hermit crabs to go into the tomato ketchup crisps, yeah. and then they use that smell? Or, or, and it's quite cruel this, they might get hermit crabs, dunk them in tomato ketchup, and make them live in a crisp packet for a while, then shut, you know, get rid of them, you know, just drop them on the beach without a shell. And then just get a load of potato chips and just mix them in to their wow. old. Their, but that does give me business though, because I am a state agent yes. of hermit crabs. So obviously, there's a lot of crabs looking for a new home, and I can help there. So I clean up. That is very. So, that is very good. And you say, yeah, like you say, it is cruel. But if that is the right size of home that crab needs at the time, and hey, who doesn't like being covered in ketchup? Um, so it might be quite a nice experience. Exactly. I mean. Everybody has, you know, a purpose at the end of it, including me. And, uh, you know, and we go, we don't have escape to the country and grown up shows like that, Hermit Crabs, because they don't have televisions. No. But if they did, I'd be like the best presenter on that. It'd be great. Oh, I, I, I don't doubt that whatsoever. I, I do have to ask, though, because you said obviously no bagels, no donuts, because they, they, they would dissolve in, they'd sort of, you know, wash away what? in the sea. But could they theoretically live in a donut? And what about like Emmental cheese? Well, my issue with donut and bagel isn't just that, like it will it will dissolve. If you think about it, it is like got two entrances either side of it. Right. It's not like because what hermit crabs want is they want like a, a, a thing to go into, not a thing to poke their bum out of. Oh, okay. Yes. Yes. Otherwise, otherwise you get two hermit crabs trying to do the same bagel, which can be beautiful, but they'll be pointing in different ways, and then it'll just be too, you know, they if they'll just rip themselves apart. Um, yeah. Which is a the best and most unique way you can slice a bagel. If you ever need to do that, you just get wow. one hermit crab pointing one way, the other hermit crab pointing the other way, and then just get them to pull. I'm, I mean, we're talking about this, you know, how they help the crisp industry. Now they help the bagel industry. I feel hermit crabs aren't thanked enough for how good they're they are not. with food. Actually. They're not. And, yeah. you know, and we like, you know, and, it, you know, to be a hermit just means you're really antisocial, which I think is a really unfair thing. Very unfair. Yeah. Very unfair. I mean, I guess it's also very hard to be social when you're stuck in a crisp packet or stuck in a bagel. Exactly. That is. It used to be a job that you could get, though, back in the day. If you had one mm. of these beautiful estates in Stowe, that's one of the estates, you know, yeah. when you get Capability yeah. ground, uh, Brown to do your gardening, that you could get a job as a person living in somebody else's garden. Wow. Yeah. That's just your job. You could just... You just live in somebody, and the idea is to be a bit weird. So you're like meant to mm. give people like posh people riddles when they walk past. You're like, I'm a hermit. I'm. It's a bit like being like, you know how we have garden gnomes now. It was a bit yes, like that back yeah. then. You could be a, a garden gnome, effectively live in somebody's garden. They'd come bring you food every day, and you'd be like, mm, witticisms like that, and uh, the, you get paid to do that. It's pretty good. 
That's an amazing job. The only thing, I said, uh, do you have to be in the garden like all the time, like even at night? Like, yeah, but cold. they had follies, right? Which is not like the whole like purpose of this podcast is a folly. But the idea of a folly was it'd be like a fake castle or a fake cave or a fake bridge or something like that. But you could actually still live in the cave and you could have put like a bed in there and you could have a nice fire and that sort of thing. So you were effectively living in their garden, but they had like a little, it was dry. That's what I'm right. saying. It was okay. warm and dry, but like you also had to pretend to be like mad a little bit, right. or like or like interesting mad, like you know you're you're a little hobbity person. Yeah, but I quite like I I because also you only have to be you know sort of mad, like pretending to be a bit strange when they're in the garden hmm. or like if they're looking out the window. But if it's a rainy day or they're away, don't let them catch you in the pub. Normal. Because that ruins right. a whole effect, and then they're like, "Oh, you're just a normal dude, and you're living in my garden. That's weird. I thought you're like a crazy mystic, mystic person, like a monk or something." Oh, and actually, you're yeah. not. You just yeah. So you got to be careful, and like you can't like you know have a girlfriend over, and it because then you're just just a, you know dude living in a garden, which is just right. odd. So Whereas you if you're a constantly. Every time you look out the window, it's like I've got frogs in my beard, and, and exactly stuff. And that's a, that's yeah. what because it gives it gives the garden a bit of mystique to have like mm. a like soothsayer at the bottom of it, or like a magician, or like a a hermit. Literally, they were called yeah. hermits. So that's amazing. I also wonder if it deters foxes, uh, and and you know, because mm. some people don't like think. I mean, I don't know why. I always think foxes are really cool. They're really but, cool, but some people don't like foxes coming in the garden or cats coming into poo in the yeah. neighbour's garden and all those things. So maybe if there's a Better cat poo than hermit poo, though. That is true. I would yeah, say actually, I would vote. That is true. I yeah. would vote. Because cat's poo's smaller for a start. They're just going to be smaller. You know? Yes. Well, also cats t- do tend to bury their poo. They do. I don't think a hermit, especially if you're pretending to be really strange, you're not going to bury that poo. You're going to wear it on your head. I really hope so, that if a hermit does poo in somebody's garden, they do it in exactly the same way as a cat. So they look around, <laughs> and they <laughs> the best bit of lawn, and then they scrabble, they scrabble, yeah, and then they yeah. kind of look directly in the kitchen as they're doing it. And yeah, they scrabble right back, the and eyes. then they run around all excited, like my cat Vincent does. Well, that would uh, be living up to the strange. I mean, what would be great is if that hermit did acted completely normal, apart from when they needed a poo, yeah. and that was their that was their thing. Yeah, it would be. I mean, of all the jobs that I think you and I are qualified for, I think That's being a hermit thing. in the 18th century would be an ideal time to be a hermit, and that is a I'm, real job from history. You could do that. It's such a great job, but there, there are a number of jobs. I mean, I, you know, I, 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 my historical knowledge is is rubbish. Although I do remember yesterday. I think that's history. That is history. history. That is history. I do remember. Yeah, I do well remember done. They had a really good summer. And also, also, um, we are very old because we're like, yes, we're old. Is. So we remember like kind of before the internet, not actually before the internet. We get yeah. kind of before, before we had access. We remember discovering email for ourselves. Yes. We yes. did that. Yeah. Yeah, it was very exciting. Very I mean, exciting. emojis were made Proper. of uh, dots and Ooh. actual bits of like punctuation. We remember a time when you couldn't pause the television. Oh my gosh, that was so annoying. Yeah. 
And I don't think I, 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 I've got to, I have to try very hard to not let this podcast be when I was young, everything was blah, blah, blah. But the one thing I do think that um, smaller people, uh, I don't mean the gnomes, actually. I mean, no, often like short many people. of our listeners, although, yeah. again, some of our listeners are like 104. But the, 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 the short, the, the younger people. They they have never had to rewind a video. That's like you, when you get a vid, when you got a video and it was a film you wanted to see, but the person before hadn't rewound it, and then you had to spend ages rewinding the video before you could watch it. And I think that was one of the most annoying things that could ever happen. I think I think you're right. I don't think I don't think modern generations know suffering other than noise as you wait to yeah. rewind. It's that bad. And you so have to, annoying. it's much better to stop it and rewind that way. That was faster. So stop yes. the video and then press rewind, not just go. And it still took ages because you'd get it and think, I'm going to watch this film. Oh, no, wait. I have to wait like at least five minutes, possibly longer. Possibly. Really? That's a long film. It was Titanic or something? Yeah. Yeah, probably. Yeah. Probably one of those long ones. One of those ones that goes on for ages. Ages. Yeah. But yes. Yes, that is that is what a hermit is. Well, I don't yes. remember the question. Well, that's what I was going to say. Is there, there were lots of jobs in the old days that that just seemed a bit more. Like I, I always liked the idea of a jester. Just your whole job yeah. is, but just like prance around and, and 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 like you have to take the mick out of people. But it's dangerous because yeah. you're living with them. So yeah. like you have to be really like you've got to be in with them, but also mm. you've got to take the mick out of them, and that's really hard to do. That's like it's a, really hard because they could just. But if you don't you take the mick out of them, you're not doing your job. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. you got to get them in the right place and be really mm. good at impressions and stuff. I reckon. I think that's how they did it. Really good impressions, but then you could just be really, you know, acrobatic and be good at catching stuff and doing handstands and that sort of thing. They like that too. Yeah. Who doesn't? Yeah, and you got to wear a silly hat, which I feel yeah. like has to be. Like a big part of it. I mean, I mean, there are other yeah. things you could wear silly hats with. If you were like, if you were a bishop, you could wear Ooh, a silly hat for that. That's a good one. That is and true. you didn't have to do any handstands. I don't think. Yeah, bishops' hats are really like they're huge, aren't they? And it, I still yeah. feel like you could definitely keep like a like a pet under yeah. one of those, or like a big glass of like fizzy pop or pop, something. Yeah, fizzy pop under that, and you get to wear purple as well. Like if yeah. you're a Church of England, you get to wear purple. That's pretty cool. You know, not many jobs you get to wear purple. No, that's true, actually. No, there aren't, are there? It's sort of what is... What, what, uh, that and druids. Ribena. Ribena. Ribena, you get, if yeah. you're If you're advertising Ribena, you get to wear purple for that. If you're a hermit crab living in a Ribena carton. Perfect, you see. Yeah. You could be mistaken for a bishop. I bet that happens a lot, actually. I think that probably does. It's, it's a dangerous yeah. job. But there's nice. now I like old things because that's what I do all the time. So I like to read mm. up. I'm a history nerd. I like history things. I like I like it when you can like insult people they don't know because you know the words. Yeah. Right. So I could I could, I could, I could, I could call you. Insult? I shall oh, I shall call you an adulpate. Oh, an adulpate. Um, okay, hang on. Let me have a quick guess. An adul an adulpate. Um, it's got the word ad in it. It's like a maths. And is it like an, an adding pate? Is it like a math spread? Ooh, nice. But a math spread is, you know, for some people, that's exactly what they want. Like yeah, math true. teachers it's love a math spread. And like all yeah, the true. different multiplications and divisions and all the different symbols, all the different numbers, really posh mathematicians, all the different letters. And adulpate isn't one of them because that sounds great. Mm. No, okay. An adulpate, the word adult 
means to mix up and rich literally the old meaning of it was to rot so something's addled it's got right. rotten so imagine like a pear or like an apple and you've left it too long and you've touched that apple and it's all wrinkly and it's got all like it's got things growing out of it and like oh, imagine biting into it it would be horrible right so it's, that's the word addle and pate is an old word for head oh, so yeah. so literally you're calling somebody a rotten head a stinky wow. rotten head, which is absolutely brilliant. And the thing is, you can call your teacher an adult pate in a really nice thing, and she won't know what you're talking about. And you could be just like, Mr. Whatever his name is an adult pate. And they'll be like, oh, thank you very much. Because that means That's... math spread. That's great. That means I'm clever. Yes. That's... It's That's... a great word. Like a rotten head. Yeah. I just, the thought of that is disgusting. Like you probably yeah. have maggots in your head. Yeah. And your face would all sort of be collapsing and, whoa. Maggoty headed was an old phrase that people used to say people who were a bit sort of like, you know, crazy and just weren't concentrating and stuff. They would call them maggoty headed. <laughs> like you had worms crawling through your brain, which I think might explain, you know, I find it difficult to focus sometimes and it does feel like I've got maggots mm. in my brain who are just going, Look at that window, look at that shoe. Um, you know, all of the all the things that maggots tell you to do. It's, uh, maggots are really known for that, aren't they? Because I, I suppose when you're just a small little kind of jumping uh, I don't know, it's sort of like a jumping what's it, aren't they? Like a, a jumping... I don't think time. they jump maggots so much. They sort of crawl and flop up a bit, I'm really. sure I've seen a maggot jump. I may... You've seen a maggot jump? Yeah, this is uh, this is when I, I lived uh, in um, a house with some people who weren't very clean and our fruit bowl was particularly disgusting at one point and some nice. maggots had, had enjoyed some of our tasty fruit and I remember moving the fruits in the fruit bowl and going... Oh, those maggots. And one of them did a little boing. Really? And it properly did a little boing. Did it? Or did you sort of like imagine that slightly? Maybe. And maybe it did a little cascady fall down to the bottom of the fruit bowl going, no, why did you yeah. wreck my home? It um, could also be that I leapt back in in just terror it, and horror. It could have been like that yeah. Dolly Zoom thing that Alfred Hitchcock, the filmmaker, liked to do to freak people out that makes it look like <laughs> zooming and going forwards. It was you and the maggot together going, whoa. Yeah, he like maggot terrified of me. I was terrified of the maggot. Yeah, it's very possible. And then, if it were a film, at the end of it, you'd have made friends and you'd have been best friends. Uh, you and the maggot, and then at the very, very last end, it would have coopated into a housefly. Wow! And would we still have been friends, or would our differences have been too um, difficult to kind of uh, work together, and it would have been a sad ending? Sequel, sequel. That's what sequel. I'm thinking about. Sequel, sequel involving yeah. Spider-Man. Just saying. Oh, yeah. That's was, I like that. Yeah. There's never, there's never been a Spider-Man film where all he does is eat f flies, and no. I think that's where they've gone wrong. I mean, I think, I think spiders do they? They don't. They, they wrap them up and liquidate them, and then suck mm. them through their face. I think, which wow. I would think would be a better film, if anything. You know. Yes, yeah, actually, yes. Yeah. And also because it takes quite a while. Like a lot of the film would just be the wrapped up. Yeah. The wrapped and up just, fly. And just make it basically spider soup. That is what they're, they're making spider yeah. soup in our, well, fly soup, but using fly spider soup, soup, like yeah. gunge to do that. Yeah. It's a weird thing. It's a weird thing to do with your life, you know. It's very weird. Do you, do you think, you've just made me think of this, when spiders go to restaurants, do you think they complain if there aren't flies in their soup? Ooh, that's a good point. That's mm. a very good point. Yeah. 
I think I, the thing is, I've never seen a spider at a restaurant sat in, right. sitting down having because I can't imagine the cutlery it would use. Oh, really? my gosh. It's probably yeah. all of it, isn't it? It could do forks and chopsticks. Well, and, and sometimes when you see, like in very fancy restaurants, they have quite a lot of cutlery laid out. Yeah. Like, uh, you know, there's sort of like, I don't know, four billion forks and however many spoons. And so a spider could just use everything all at once. Yeah, exactly. But it's only got one mouth. It's a waste. Oh, uh, yeah, that's true. It's a waste. It's got loads of eyes. Loads of, loads of eyes, but yeah. loads of eyes. So you keep an eye on all its chopsticks and all its forks and all of its spoons yeah. and everything. But it can only taste one thing at a time. But imagine how quickly it could, it could have several different things to taste all at once. We need a spider to judge MasterChef. <laughs> yes. Spider yes. MasterChef, I think, would be... It's, it's something that actually has been very overlooked. I, but I, I, was, I was also thinking, you're right, with, with the eyes... Really, we should have cinemas for spiders and sort of those visual experiences. Yeah, those ones where it looks like paintings are moving and stuff. The spiders would enjoy that. A lot. I think I think they would, and also some spiders dance. I think wolf spiders and those sort of things dance as well. So wow. they're, they're they're brilliant. And they sort of signal to each other and do little tap dances to sort of get say, "Hey, this is my territory." Uh, you can tell that because it's covered in cobwebs. Thank you. Goodbye. That is my spider dancing. That's amazing. I didn't know that. So. So what we also need then is tap shoes for those spiders. Yes. Because I mean, it would make imagine, I mean, I'm making a fortune as an estate agent for hermit crabs. Can you imagine mm. being a shoe salesman for spiders? Yeah, so much, so much. It's next, yeah, after, well, I was going to say it's after millipedes, but I think millipedes are almost too much. You'd, you'd probably lose a lot of money. They're only into army boots so anyway. Many, they don't yeah. have the diversity of spiders. Right. <laughs> Is that is that right? I is think so. Yeah. Marching? Yeah. Yeah. Centipedes, millipedes, very select. Whereas whereas spiders, some of them want to have longer legs. You've got to get the stilettos. Other of them like to run really fast. Spiders, so that's like mm. camel spiders and stuff. They need like running shoes. There's all different sorts, really. That's amazing. That's mm. amazing. Well, I, you know, Izzy, I'm, I'm so pleased you're on this show once again. Because, I mean, you've, you've been an expert uh, for Radio Nonsense uh, a good few times before now, and I'm so pleased that you could come back and. I mean, already, already we've learned many things about hermits, hermit crabs, um, adulpates, uh, spiders. Um, and I, I've been sending these questions this week uh, that, that I think you, you again can answer really uh, better okay. than anyone else. Um, I do have some new, actually some new admin questions for you. And I hope you're Ooh. OK with these. These are You're going to be the first guest to try these out. I'll, I'll, um, I'll see if they fit. Yeah, see how they work, um, because uh, we've had the same old admin questions on this show for quite a long time. And and I thought that being as you've been on it before, maybe it was time to try something else. Um, So see how these go. If if they don't agree with you, we we can try something else. Um, But the the first admin question um, is, uh, what is this? That is an iguanodon. An iguanodon. Yeah, you can tell because it's giving you a thumbs up. That's, do you know what? That makes a lot of sense now. Um, there were, yeah, that makes a lot of sense because I did think this looks nothing like an iguana, but could also be some sort of distant relation to an iguana. Yeah, and, and, uh, and well done because it, it yeah. does look like an iguana. I think they're known to look like they're named after iguanas originally because of their teeth shape. They look like iguana right? teeth. Yeah. What? So iguana. does does each of their teeth, their toothies, their teeth yeah. eyes, do okay. they look like? Like little enamel iguanas, like each. No, tooth alas, looks like not. An iguana. They don't look like baby. No, their teeth right. don't look like baby iguanas, but they look. If you've great, got an iguana right. and you blew it up big to the size of a big dinosaur, and you and its pulled teeth. its teeth out, it would look very similar to an iguanodon's teeth. I I have never. 
I didn't know things were named because you, you had the same teeth as them. Like, that's yeah. amazing. Literally, iguana means iguana and don means tooth. Wow. Iguana, iguana don. don. So, hang on. So, don means tooth. So, when you get, like, all these, like, uh, top kind of um, criminal bosses, like Don Corleone, that means, like, tooth Corleone. Toothy Corleone. That's why, yeah. you know, you never insult a guy with braces. Scary right. stuff. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, yeah, that's 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 an iguana don. And they're quite cool dinosaurs. quite like them. They're good. Yeah, very, thank you. How do very I common get... in the UK and Belgium. That's where they're... Oh, that's good. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's well because I I want yeah. How do I get it out of the bathroom? You could lure it with some lettuce. Yeah, cool. I'll try, I'll give that a try. I'll give yeah. that a try. That's good. Well, thank you. No, that was very very good on admin question number one, and also should be quite useful as it's really been um really been difficult uh, going to the bathroom since that's been in there. Um, question number two, then. Uh, this is uh, I feel it's it's very necessary. For our listeners to get to know our guests, I, I've made up some would you rather question. Well, okay. a would you rather question f- for you, um, Izzy. This is this is big though. So you know, if you need to take time thinking about it, I do understand. Okay. Uh, would you rather have eyebrows that crawled all over your face or a belly button that never stopped singing songs? I mean, both of these are wonderful <laughs> because who wouldn't like the entertainment just coming from my belly button? That'd be awesome. Mm. Just like yeah. particularly if I could pick the songs. Because that would be that'd be great. But would my belly button have its own like little like what if my belly button had really bad taste in music? That well, this is the worry, you see. I, I don't know for sure. Like I haven't specified there if you can choose the songs or not. And if the belly button is just singing like your least favourite song or really annoying songs again and again and again. I quite like it to be quite annoying songs because imagine you got in a fight with somebody and then you had like, and you were fighting and you were like really tough and you're having a fight. But at the same time, your belly was going, she'll be coming round the mountain when she comes. She'll be coming round the mountain when... No, they're going to be so confused about where the music's coming from that it's actually quite a good superpower. But then if you also had eyebrows that went around your face, you could exaggerate because I would definitely, because I'm a lady, right? And I don't grow a very good moustache. And I have moustache jealousy. And just knowing that my eyebrows could just move down and I could twirl yeah. my eyebrows as a sort of thin little moustache, that would be so cool. That would be that would be brilliant. I but, think but, because I do have to work in radio, and this is the thing. Sure. And so if there isn't a way to convince my belly button to either play really cool jingles underneath whatever it is I'm saying, like that background mm. music for disc jockeys, I think I'd have to go with the um, eyebrows that just went anywhere on my face at any time because well, I would look I, great. You've, got a, a very, you've got a very good reasoning there, and I, and I appreciate mm. that you've thought about this, but I will I will throw this uh, a slight spanner in the works here. What if those eyebrows like tickled your nose while you're on the radio so it makes you sneeze? Um, yeah, I what think if they're sort of all around to like your mouth and you like it? It makes you talk funny. I mean, I think anybody. I mean, I think it might give me a slight French accent because I think my eyebrows would end up. They they're just a bit French, you know. And I mm. think that would be very good for the radio because I would sound like a like a proper like I know what I'm talking about. But uh, good. That's good. That is very mm. good. As I um. I think that's a very good reason. I think that's an absolutely fair choice. I am always stuck uh, just on the idea of if I think if my belly button only yodeled when I showed people my belly, like if I lifted up my T-shirt and it went yodley yodley, and then you could put down your T-shirt again and then lift it back up and got a bit of a yodel. 
that'd then be, that would be amazing. That'd, that'd be, be very useful as well if you need to call people from the top of mountains. Yes, yeah. often, often actually, often do, and often wish I had a method to do so. Um, well, well, thank you, Izzy. Thank you for for answering the admin questions, and and I hope those. How, how were the new ones? Are they okay? They were good. They were good, good. questions. Excellent. I will I will stick with them. Um, well, listen, we've got the proper questions now. Uh, this is from Beatrix, um, and Beatrix has asked that I read these questions in the voice of a grown-up. Um, oh, gosh. Yes, that's quite... Uh, that's quite a big ask. It is a big ask, yeah. Yeah. Well, not only that, but I'm also worried that if I do it, most of the listeners will get bored instantly and I'll just turn that's off. It's the thing about being a grown-up. You have to be boring. You can't, like... It's really difficult. I will try and stay yeah. awake for the question. Thank you. What do you think? Go on. Do you, do you have a grow? Do you have a, a grown up voice? Do you have one that you use? I can do grown up voice. Yeah, hang on. Mm. Hello, welcome to Radio Nonsense. I'm a grown up. You can trust me. I remember to pay my bills. I know what a mortgage is. I'm a grown up. I can wow. operate heavy machinery. Hi. <laughs> <clears throat> that was that was amazing. Thank I, you. I can't believe you, you could you did that voice. Uh, that was absolutely it's, amazing. It is a grown up so, voice. People trust it. Is that Silly. what I have to go for? Like I'm saying, like I'm saying something very serious at the end of an advert, or perhaps on yeah on a radio station or something that it's, it's kind of that you have to take your time mm. and remember that people are still listening. So don't be too exciting. You're a grown-up. Life is effectively over. Wow. Wow. Yeah. Okay, that's a lot to think about. I'm going to try. I'm going to, all right, well, I will try. I don't think I can do a grown-up voice as, as good as you, Izzy, I have to say, but I, let me try. Um, what I do have to ask is that there's two questions here. Uh, oh. I think the second one is perhaps a bigger question, but we'll see. Um, would you like them one at a time or all at once? I have no idea. I, I think, I think do, do what you feel. Okay. You know. We'll go for one at a time, just so I can okay. really get into the grown-up voice. Okay. I'm worried trying to do two at once in a grown-up voice might be too much okay. for the listener and they might, okay. might be overwhelmed. So, I'm, okay. I'm ready for this now. My question is... Oh, my goodness. Why is Earth? Why is Earth? That's the, that's the question, yeah. Oh, that's a was that, big sorry, was question. That, did I say that in a grown-up way? Was that, uh, was I mean, that right it, was, it, was, it, was, it nearly made me fall asleep, so you did really okay, well. Sure. It was okay, really good. That's good. Um, I'm going to say, why is Earth? Hmm. Things have mass. That's really boring, but you maybe you did it in a grown-up voice, so Sorry. I think that is why is Earth. Sorry. Things have mass. So the Higgs boson particle is why is Earth? That's boring. That's why? a terrible answer. Why should I? Should I try? I know it's not is what Beatrice asked for, but can I ask? Can I try asking like this then? Why is Earth? Oh, that's better. No, I understand right. that. Why is Earth? Because is how. Wow. Wow. You see, well, this is what I said. I, I think the second question is a bigger question. You've, you've answered that question so quickly mm. um, and so easily because it's how. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, that's often that's often the answer, I think. Yeah, yeah. Fascinating. Well, thank you. Is he, I think, well, let's, let's get to the second question, which yeah, I think yeah. is more important. It deserves a bit more time. Okay. You'll see. Okay. Why is Earth? That's, a, that's that, come on. It's a bit, come on, Beatrix, you know. But second question, she's really tried here. Um, I'm going to go for the grown-up voice again. I do oh, gosh. Okay. Why aren't cupcakes in a cup? And if they were, would you be able to drink them? Ooh, that's big. 
Yeah. That's that a big question. See, That's a very good than question. Bigger Earth, yeah. Yeah, it's big. Because, like, imagine, right, there's a, one of these is the right answer to this question, Tin, and, and I'm going to, you're going to guess which one's the right answer is. Okay. One, okay. cupcakes are called cupcakes because the original cupcake came from the World Cup, not the Football World Cup. This was before the Football World Cup. This was actually badminton. They had a cup at the end of it and they actually had this cup and they used to bake a special cake inside of that cup. That is where the word cupcake comes from. And the other answer to this question, which so it's either that or it is cupcakes are called cupcakes because of how the cakes were made, because they were made really basically with measuring cups. But they weren't actually measuring cups. They were just any old cup that you just made the cake and it was to do with the proportion of the ingredients and that's why they were called cupcakes which meant they didn't have to be cupcake shaped at all one oh of those goodness. is the right answer okay. so on. only one of those is right i but i need to ask questions about both before i decide i hope that's all okay right. so fine. about the second one yeah you could so they didn't have to be like you could you could just make them in absolutely anything. So some people end up with huge cakes. Yeah. Some people huge end up with cakes. tiny little thimble cakes. If you you could exactly. And the reason they're called cupcakes has got nothing to do with the fact that they were made for cups. And it's, it's annoying. Bonkers. Okay. All right, okay. That's question about that one. So question about the first one. Yeah. There was a World Cup for badminton. Yeah. There was That's a World ridiculous. Cup for badminton. And it happened in I think eighteen forty seven was the first That's one. I don't think they baked the cake then. But it's really early. It's like before, like the Olympics got going again, because the there were Olympics like back in ancient Greece, and they sort of revived yeah. them in the Victorian period. But this is before that. And, and did like loads of was it a bit like how football is now? Did people go to stadiums to watch two people hit? No, it was and quite people posh. Have and, it was oh, posh, posh people, unfortunately. Here's what they used to do before football, because football got big in the late Victorian period. Before there was football, and you're going to love this. They used to have comedy nights. And people, wow. the music halls, you'd had rival music halls, and then there would be fights outside the music halls about which comedian you went to see. This was in London. And I think there's like, I spoke to a proper comedian historian who knows all about this called Andre Vincent, right? And he told me this. And apparently one of the hospitals in London was put there because there had to be nurses there because the comedy audiences would get drunk in the music halls and they'd come out and fight each other. And that's where a current London hospital is located now because it's equidistant between old music halls where people used to get beaten up. Wow. Yeah. That's that's amazing. So don't go blaming football hooligans because we do it to each other anyway. But in the past, we did it over comedians, which I thought was over even better. Comedians, yeah. wow! So that means that in the future, one day, football may become like a sort of like a kind of uh, theatre based event mm. where everyone has to behave and sit in seats and has a little interval and stuff. And and the Edinburgh Fringe would be a lot more ball sports. Yes, yes, that's interesting, isn't it? Mm. Which would be quite. Quite chaotic. I think there's a lot of people there. If there were lots of footballs flying around, a lot of people would get one in the face. That's true. And it, it, that hurts, so be careful. It would really hurt. It hurts. Yeah, it's, really it's, it's worse than a pun, a football in the face. Yeah, it is, actually. It I think is. you're right. Yeah. It is actually worse. It's, it's worse than the noise the video rewinding made. Yeah. I don't know if it is, actually. No, it's not. No, it's football probably, in the face no, is better than no, that. You're right. You're right. It's still, it's still the worst. You're right. You're, you're right. You're right. There. Okay. Okay. Well, let me... So I've got to guess which one is right. Yeah. Um, I like the badminton one, but I think it's the second one that's right with all the oh. shapes of... Is it the second... Is it? It is Have the I done second it? one that's right. Yes. Yeah. So the... 
fact that we call them cupcakes is nonsense. It's got nothing to do with the fact they're in cups. Even though we've got paper cups for them, a cupcake can be any size. Don't let them tell you. Don't let the grown-ups tell you the lies. That is it. And if wow. I had a cupcake, could I drink them? And the answer is, I reckon, I reckon if it wasn't baked, I could drink it. Yes. But yeah. what the act of baking, what you're doing is you're turning liquid, lovely, lovely, soupy, like, like almost like spider soup, but cake soup, liquid yeah. into foam. And once, and it's hard to drink a foam. It is, isn't it? I mean, I have, I have seen out there. I'm gonna uh, just because I'm a man of the world. I have seen um, cupcake milkshakes where they cheat and they they put cupcakes in a milkshake and they blend it all up and then it tastes like cupcakes. All we need, so you could do it like that. All we need is some sort of blender attachment for our mouths. That's amazing, isn't it? Yeah. What What about if hermit crabs lived inside cupcakes and then they sort of like the bagel? If if you could make a cupcake big enough for two hermit crabs, they would tear it apart as they yeah. lived inside it. And then you could sort I, st- of... I still don't think... I mean, I wouldn't try and chug anything near a hermit crab because getting no. one of those caught in your throat, it's going to live in your mouth. They love... Oh, no. They love... that. It's a nice warm cave, that. Imagine. That's and then you had to spend your entire yeah. time under the water with your mouth open going... Uh, 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 uh. Uh-huh. And the hermit crab will be just like, sorry, my house makes a lot of noise, but it's got a singing belly button as well, which is pretty cool. Well, that'd be it. You could sing to people through the belly button while yeah, yeah while letting a crab live in your mouth. Hey, it sounds like a lot of effort. It sounds like it a does. lot of effort. Yeah, it does. It does. Um well this thank you, Izzy. That two questions answered uh, superbly, even if I had to ask them in a grown up voice, which I'm still very sorry about, but that was that was what it was, it was difficult them. staying away for that bit. It was. I know. I, 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 me too. And I was saying it. It, it was very hard. Um, but I hope Beatrix likes the answers. Those are fantastic. Thank you. And um, listen, it's, it's just been. It's been lovely having you on the show uh, again. Thank you um, and I do have to ask you. Obviously, you've got the you've got the hermit crab uh, business, which yeah. you said is easy. And I'm guessing it's so easy that that's allowed you time to to write a new book, which I which have. is out now. I got yeah. I got loads of books out this year. I got lo- I got three. I had three out Loads. last year. I got another three out this year. The one I want to tell you about, though, is this one. I'm holding it up. Hang on. Hang on. Listen to this book. How good is this book? Listen. Good book, isn't it? Oh, yeah. It's called that City is, of Spies. Good. It's got a shiny cover. And because unlike other authors who like to make up stories, I can't do that. I don't like making stuff up, so I use real history. And this is called City of Spies, and it's set in New York City in 1780. And do you know what was happening in New York City in 1780? Um, uh, was whether did anyone have a dog? They did have a dog, actually. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, but, uh, so yeah. that's pretty good. Oh. But there was a war happening, and it was the American Revolutionary War, which we never oh, wow. got taught about at school, mainly because Britain lost that. Because the America, that's how the USA started, as they broke away oh. from the British Empire because they like started this war, and so we never get taught about it because we lost it, which is nuts. Because like, mm. if you think about it, how does and this is a quote from Hamilton, a ragtag army in need of a shower defeat a global superpower? Because Britain like owned the world at this point, and like mm. this little these little colonies basically just like 
defeated us. I'll tell you how they did it. That's why I wrote this book. They cheated. They filled New York with spies. And then the spies told like the like General Washington all of Britain's plans and stuff. So we couldn't win. And Aiden, who's my main character, he lives in New York and he's loyal to the king. And he thinks he's found an actual spy, one of Washington's spies. And all he's got to do is trying to convince the grown-ups that he's telling the truth. And I don't know if you've tried to convince a grown-up of anything. It's really hard. And, yeah, so that's basically the premise of the story is can he save the day and defeat George Washington, Uh, which is, you know, it's not the sort of, you know, normally in history we learn about how the Americans are great because they won the war. Well, actually, this is a book about how Britain's great. So um, I thought it's, if you're interested, it's called City of Spies. It's by this lady called Izzy Lawrence. That is me. It's I-S-Z-I. It's a weird spelling of Izzy. But if you're called Izzy, you can spell it like that too. And then you'll be called too. Well, so, it, yeah, sounds, that's the... it sounds properly exciting. It, it sounds really exciting, actually. And I, I should just warn listeners, that if you get it, I understand that obviously the main character is, is a boy. If When he speaks to grown-ups, don't read those bits in a grown-up voice. For your no, no, you've got to be careful with grown-up voice. Yeah, yeah. It's very dangerous, yeah. very powerful, Yeah, you know. Yeah. But it unless you have brilliant. to sell a grown-up a mortgage. Um, that is, by the way, it's for 9 to 12-year-olds. So if you're okay. a bit younger, I've got like books called The Time Machine Next Door, which are really fun. There's a Kiwi in it. Um, like a, a mad squawking one who's kind of scary. There's a milkshake right. machine. There's a boring machine. There's it's all sorts of adventures. There's that as well. So you can go and go and look at that. That's called the Time Machine Next Door. There's a series of books. But City of Spies. I'm very excited by it. Well, it looks awesome. I'm going to go and get it ASAP. From I might get it from a good bookshop or even a bad one or even just no. a sort of mildly <laughs> cheeky one. Exactly. All, all the bookshops have them. Excellent. Please. Yes. Well, thank you so much, Izzy. Thank you for coming on the show. Thank you for answering the questions and telling us about your new book and for housing those little hermit crabs because it's just, I'm so pleased someone's doing it. Exactly. Somebody needs to. They're they're very, they're they're, they're snapping applause at you right now. Thanks so much to Izzy Lawrence for not only teaching us the word adulpate, which I'm going to use a lot, and helping those hermit crabs, but also for answering Beatrix's question, who, yes, is the same Beatrix that also sent in this week's intro. So she is having quite the episode. Um, Beatrix, I hope you liked your answer. And if not, why not leave any complaints you have in a donut by the seaside and hopefully a hermit crab will occupy it, run away, and I'll never have to hear it. Izzy Lawrence's new book, City of Spies, sounds so much fun and I absolutely can't wait to read it myself. Uh, But you can grab a copy from all good, bad, malevolent or simply chaotic neutral bookshops and I have popped links to it in the podcast blurb. Izzy has also written many other brilliant kids' books, including Blackbeard's Treasure, The Unstoppable Letty Peg, and as she mentioned, The Time Machine Next Door books too, and they are all brilliant. Do go and check them out. And if you have any questions that you need answering and want to send them in, um, intros for the podcast or anything else uh, that you want to uh, let me know about, please get your wafting blockheads, I'm sorry, grown-ups, to help you email me at podcast.comedyclub4kids.co.uk. If those same grown-ups are really nice humans, then get them to subscribe you to the advert-free Linda edition of this show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify or Acast+. And do also check out our website, comedyclubforkids.co.uk, for all our shows, merch and absolutely everything else. Well, not everything else, just Comedy Club for Kids things. Ring, 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 ring. Oh yes, uh, my Scottish phone. I'd forgotten about that. Hello? This is the official order of Toad Dogs. Woof. You sent us a message. Toad Dogs? So dogs that have been towed away? 
How weird. Rang, rang! Rang, rang! Oh, uh, them again. Uh, hello? Hello. This is the official order of dog toads. You sent us a message. Ah, oh, hello. Uh, do you exist? Absolutely not. You aren't having this conversation. Wait, I'm a dog toad. Put me down. Not a dog. Oh, how very strange. Oh, well, I'm glad that's all sorted. Right, I will see you all next week. No, wait, I'm not a toad anything. Put me down. Bye. You have been listening to Comedy Club for Kids Presents. Radio nonsense, radio nonsense, radio nonsense, radio nonsense, it's the end.